the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. Gotta go fast, son. I gotta go fast, son. I gotta go faster, 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 faster. Alright, Sonic trailer came out. And uh, I feel the need to talk about it as a huge comic book fan. Oh, wait. Sonic is a video game. But then he was a cartoon. But he's also a comic book. <laughs> okay, on the real, though, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of invested in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. I know it's a sinking ship, but... Um, <laughs> um, uh, you lost me after, like... I guess Adventure 2, Colors was cool, and Generations was cool. It's weird. In terms of, like, video games, post, like, the classic era of Sonic, it was such a, like, dip-in and dip-out experience, because, like, Adventure 1 and 2, for all the, you know, 3D Sonic game problems they had early on, like, they're still pretty memorable in my mind. I grew up with those games as well. Um, Sonic Heroes, even, but, you know, you dip out around Shadow of the Hedgehog and, and, and the 2006 Sonic game, um, which, oddly enough, <laughs> this trailer kind of reminded me of Sonic 06. Um, but, you know, you get back in with colors and generation, and, and you dive back out because of... Uh, what came after that? Sonic Boom and Sonic Forces? No. Sonic Lost World? It, it looked pretty, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know... It, Right now, I'm kind of at a place of, like, look, just do Sonic Mania again, and, and I'll be satisfied. Um, I don't know what it is. I feel like even even the people that are critical towards Sonic, there's something appealing about the franchise, and I think it is just kind of, like, the designs of the characters. Because, you know, even if you're, you're either all the way in on a Sonic design to a scary point where there's a small corner of the internet where you belong, um, or... You just kind of look at Sonic and you're like, oh, it's a cool little... I think it's because it, it taps into, like, the Mickey Mouse part of our brain. Where we're like, oh, a cute animal who's got a little bit of an attitude. That's cool. I'm into that. What is, what is he, like, a, a sneakers mascot, you know? Um, surprisingly, I don't think... Uh, they haven't done, like, a, a, a shoe tie-in thing. Because I remember there was, like, soap shoes. I think that was the brand of shoes for, like, 2001 Sonic. Um, like, it was Sonic Adventure 2. They did a, a, a shoe tie-in. But, like, you think they'd do that again. Uh, they probably will with this movie, um, which is the thing we're, we're here to talk about. So, yeah, point is, I like the Sonic franchise for the most part. Um, we've done, like, one Sonic comic on a comic buffet in the past. Um, and I really like that episode just because I love that comic. It's really sucky that that comic didn't finish in particular. Um, maybe in the future... If <laughs> if I really feel the need to do it, maybe I'll go read the Mega Man Sonic crossover comic because I've heard good things about that. Um, which you wouldn't think there would be good things, just just with the context. Um, but the trailer. So, in the midst of like Detective Pikachu looking pretty good and coming out, you know, fairly soon. Um, you know, we just had Endgame, which came out um, at the time of this recording. I saw it two days ago, and I'm gonna be watching Endgame later today, so you can expect a review uh, fairly soon. Because with, with something like Endgame, where it's like three hours, I kind of, I, I need and I want to see it twice, just so I can have a, a real accurate discussion about it on a, on a review. Um, but in, in the midst of all these, you know, in the midst of like franchises I'm honestly really invested in, this trailer came out, and uh, 
it it uh, it's a video game movie. It's a video game movie. Don't don't let Detective Pikachu uh, fool you and make you forget that video game movies uh, are are pretty cursed. Like things things are not you know always gonna be peachy with a video game movie. For whatever reason, it's hard for a boardroom of directors and producers to just like sit down and maybe just like I don't know watch a let's play. Or, or, you know, play it themselves for, like, half an hour. Just get a general idea of the world. Like, I'm going to be bringing up Detective Pikachu a lot, but it's, like, when you look at that movie, that is, it, that is clearly, like, <laughs> and I feel like this makes the difference. Detective Pikachu, even before seeing it, is clearly another movie that takes, that takes place in the Pokemon universe. Right? It's not a movie... I mean, it's a movie about Pokemon, but, like, not about... Like, the movie is about, like, a, a young detective trying to figure out the mystery behind his father going missing. And it happens to be set in the Pokemon universe, and some of the main characters are Pokemon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the actual main plot doesn't depend necessarily on it being in a Pokemon world. If you took out the Pokemon universe, you, you took out Detective Pikachu himself, and, like, you just cast, like, Ryan Reynolds as, like, a partner for, uh, I think, his name, I think his name is Justice Smith, is that actor's name. But if you replaced Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds, and you said it in the real world, and it was just, like, a comedic movie about a kid finding his dad, and he's, like, a t detective. Like, this, it's a, it's another, it's just a, a movie, you know? Adding Pokemon into it, you know, brings in a whole different audience, but it doesn't, like, it just changes the universe. It doesn't change the plot. But the mistake that the Sonic movie's making and it's a mistake that a lot of video game movies make, is that they're trying to make the movie about the video game character. They're trying to make it about Sonic. They're trying to make it, like, centered around him. Like, Detective Pikachu, again, uh, in the context of the movie, is a Pikachu that has amnesia, but it knows it's a detective, and it's and it can talk to Tim Goodman, the, the character of, of that movie. Um... So like it's it's like it's more like the universe that Detective Pikachu is set in is affecting the plot, but it, it the plot doesn't need that universe to to put it in perspective. And again, like to compare it to something I'm used to talking about, like superhero movies, um, uh, maybe Captain America: Winter Soldier, right? A <laughs> a government agent who has like a, a moral system that is from a whole different time period, basically, um, has to deal with the changing world, and he has to adapt to a more cynical uh, government standard for protecting the country. And because of his values, he is, he is betrayed by the people he works for, only to find out that the people he works for uh, have been led by, like, nefarious, like, overseers, right? That's basically the plot of Captain America Winter Soldier, but when you take Captain America and Winter Soldier and Black Widow, when you take out all the Marvel stuff, that's still a movie that you can go watch. You know? And, like, even the first Captain America was kind of like that, too. Like, if it wasn't about Captain America, it would just be kind of a cheesy, like... Well, not cheesy, but it would be like a, a pseudo-scientific, like, World War II movie with, like, the first steroid ever created in it. And, you know? Like... That's that. That's the kind of thing that movies are doing now that I think is working out for them, is that they are trying to create a plot that can work with the universe they're in, but it doesn't hinge on that universe. 
Um, now again, some movies don't work with that. You can't necessarily do that with Endgame or Infinity War. Um, but with some movies you can, like, I feel like with Captain America movies, um, you know, maybe, maybe the first Thor, you can kind of try and humanize that and take out all the Asgard stuff. Like, obviously that comic book video game universe stuff is what makes it fun and it's what gets more people interested in it. But, you know, it, that that's the core of what you want to do with your movie is like, you want to set it in a universe that people are familiar with so that they get invested to go check it out. But when they walk out, they, they come out saying, oh, hey, that was a solid plot, you know? Because with Sonic, people are only seeing it because it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And when they watch it, yep, the movie's about Sonic the Hedgehog. And when they walk out, they're going to say, yep, that was a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog. They're not going to say anything else about the plot. You know, I don't see a deeper meaning. I don't see this being like uh, Detective Pikachu, where it's obviously, you know, a, a simple movie story set in a specific universe. Um, and a lot of movies, again, a lot of movies do that, man. Like, similar to Sonic, I know they're, they're cartoon characters, they're not necessarily video game characters. Stuff like Smurfs and, like, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks and Yogi Bear, like, those live-action movies, you know, to whatever success they had or whatever lack of success they had, those movies were about the characters that they were starring. And, you know, it, it makes sense because they are characters, and characters are what move a plot along. Um, but I think hinging a movie on a specific character, it, it, I don't know, it doesn't work for a lot of the times. Like, because with video game movies, I feel like directors and producers, and this is mostly coming from like a 90s, early 2000s kind of place, when people make super, uh, or video game movies, they're trying to take the context of the game and ground it as much as they can. They don't want to make exactly what the video game is. Um, you know, the Doom movie had that problem. Uh, Tomb Raider, ironically, I think kind of had that issue, um, even for a game that was somewhat based in reality. But, you know, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, I mean, at least, at least the original one kind of embraced the silliness of that universe. The, the point is that, like, with a video game movie, either... You're tongue-in-cheek and you completely accept the wackiness and the stupidity of the universe that you're playing with. Or you're trying to bring it down to a surface level that tr you try to make it respectful. You try to have people take the plot of the movie seriously. And this Sonic movie is just hitting a really weird place. It, you know, Much like Venom, it feels like a movie that is the, like... Like, like the, the thing I slam Venom with is, like... It feels like a superhero movie, but before superhero movies got smart, you know, um, before superhero movies were more than superhero movies, it feels like a 2004, like, Daredevil era type of superhero movie that exists just to have a superhero movie and have, like, toys to sell, right? And Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, uh, <laughs> feels a lot like that, too. It feels like, an, it feels like a, a video game movie before video game movies were, like, had some kind of careful crafting about them, and, like, I know it's not saying much, we're still not exactly at that point. I think before T Detective Pikachu, I'd be hard-pressed to be like, oh, well, this is obviously the best example of a video game movie. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at in terms of, like, how I feel uh, about Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, uh, as an adaptation, because again, we, I watched the trailer, I'm not going to do a reaction with 30 exclamation points, um, like, 
I had a lot of problems with with, with what this movie is turning out to be. Um, I, ooh, I don't like the Sonic design. Like it, it looks fine in movement because you can't look at it straight on. But when Sonic just stands there, it's like you, you start to notice how small the eyes are and how like kind of shitty the fur texture is. And just, you, you look at him and you're just like, oh, ew, this, this shouldn't exist. It's like... It's like if they ever tried to make the Looney Tunes look realistic. You know, they were smart enough not to do that with, like, Looney Tunes back in action and Space Jam. Like, they embraced the cartoon aspect of those characters. The problem with Sonic the Hedgehog is that he's a video game character first, but by design, he looks like a cartoon character. And they can't necessarily do the same thing with that. Um, but yeah, Sonic's design just, it looks terrible. It looks so... I do, like, at first, I was kind of into it, because I've seen, like early drafts of what he would look like, but, like, when he moves his mouth, and, like, he's got, like, calf muscles, and he's muscular, and he's, like, thin and lean, like, it makes sense that, you know, a humanoid creature would be in shape with all the running they do, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but he's naked and covered in fur, and it's just, ugh, it's weird and gross, um, he just has, like, a, and, like, when he, when he doesn't, like, move his body, but he's still in motion, it feels just, like, really, like, janky and, like, I don't know if janky is the right word. It just looks wrong. Like, there's a bit in the trailer where he's about, there's, like, a car, he's, he's sitting in a car. Because every movie, <laughs> every movie starring a CGI animal character and a human male character, there has to be at least one scene where they're just sitting in a car talking. Like, despite the fact that Sonic can run faster than anything on Earth, there has to be a scene where he's sitting in the passenger seat talking to a, a, a nebulous white guy. You know, like, every every movie with an animated creature has to do that at least once. That That's the that's the rule. Um, but no, there's a scene, he's in the car, and there's like a, there's a Robotnik car following them, because we can't give, ro we can't give Robotnik, no, giant bug robots or nothing. There's a car following them. And Sonic jumps out and spin dashes into the car and knocks it over. That looks fine. But when he jumps out, like, he's not jumping out in, like, his spinning ball form. He just jumps out, like, arms wide and legs spread. And it just doesn't look right. Despite the fact that we've seen, like, actual Sonic do that pose a million times, it just doesn't look right with this character model for Sonic. Um, and it sucks because it looks, it looks as if Sonic's going to have a lot of personality... Just, like, like the voice actor, I forget who does the voice for him in this movie, but he's trying. Uh, there's a bit where you see Sonic lives in kind of, like, a burrow, and he's got, like, a bunch of worn-out shoes behind him. Again, that's kind of that's kind of a nice touch. I like that. Um, I don't know why he's electric and blue. That's never really been a thing. Like, more recent Sonic games will give him, like, a blue wind aura, if anything, but, like, he's never conducted electricity. That's... That's just a flash thing. You're literally just doing a flash thing. And then there's a bit... Um, there's a, I mean, Flash did this too in, like, Justice League. But, like, there's a Quicksilver bit in this trailer towards the end where all these missiles are flying at Sonic. And he makes a joke and then, like, you know, destroys all the missiles and stuff. And that's... You know, I would expect that from any speedster character. But, like, between that and the lightning, I feel like they were just kind of relying too much on modern-day speedster character attributes. Um... I don't know. I feel like I feel like Sonic should have been a bit more like cartoony fast, like like the like the kind of fast that Roadrunner is, where it's just a puff of smoke and he disappears. Because um, like speed is such a 
creative aspect of a character to play with. If your character is super, has super speed, you know, you can make them funny, you can make them spontaneous, you can make them kind of random, um, and, and, and that brings character to whatever you're doing. Like, even if Sonic had very, to, like, n slim to no personality to him, the fact that he is fast would add to, you know, the attitude and the characteristics of Sonic. Um, and again, just by his depiction, I'm wondering, are we gonna, you know, Sonic got his popularity by being a platforming game about a character with attitude. Like, Mario is kind of the blank slate hero character, but, like, Sonic wagged his finger and tapped his foot. He had a lot of tood. He had a lot of 90s attitude. You know, I'm wondering if they're going to adapt that into this movie and make him kind of snarky. Uh, that's what I would expect anyway. Um, I guess you see a little bit of that after he knocks over the car. Um, but yeah, just Sonic himself. You know, in design, in, like, the lines that he has in this trailer, I'm just not liking it. Um, I don't know. Like... I feel, I wouldn't be as upset if it if it wasn't the main thing of the movie. The movie is about Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and, and naturally, <laughs> naturally again because this is a movie about a CGI cartoonish type character, um, the government has to get involved. Has to get involved. It's like Transformers all over again. The, the government has to get in there. We need to <laughs> we need to show you how cool the U.S. military is by having them show up in this movie about a, a super fast hedgehog. That's like three feet high. Um, he's like he's like build a bear at all. He, like it's funny that Rocket Raccoon looks so good, and then Sonic just looks like trash. I, I get that Rocket Raccoon is more like a realistic raccoon, just like humanoid shaped, um, but still, like it, it's surprising that those two characters. It's surprising that Rocket could work like what is it like five years ago that Guardians One happened. Like, it's surprising that that character could work, and then we get this piece of blue shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the government has to get involved, because they find a, a quill with an electricity charge. Um, I don't know, I like the fact that they work the quills in there, because Sonic, other than spinning into people, never really uses his quills for anything. So that's kind of a, a, neat, a neat detail that, like, you know, he drops quills as he runs, so that's kind of how you can find him. It's kind of interesting. Um... I don't know how the rings are going to work, because it shows him throwing, like, one ring, and, I mean, I understand the context. In the trailer, he throws a ring, it gets really big, and it teleports uh, James Marston's character and the female lead of the movie through the portal, and they end up somewhere else. Um, they're, like, big teleporter rings. Now, there's actually context for that, because in the original Sonic games, like, 1, 2, and 3, um, maybe it wasn't 2 and 3, I don't, I don't remember, but, like, you know, classic... 16-bit Sonic, there's a thing where I think if you got enough coins at the end of a level, there'd be a giant ring that'd show up, and you'd jump into it, and you'd go into the special zone where you can find a Chaos Emerald. So, there is precedent for giant rings teleporting Sonic to other places. So, like, props, I guess. Um, I want to believe that that was on purpose, and they didn't just get lazy, but I hope, I hope that's, you know, where that's carried over from. But again, I don't know how the rings are going to work, because even in, like, the Sonic X cartoon, it was kind of random. It was like, Tails would make a power ring and it would affect Sonic somehow. Um, I don't know how the ring thing is going to work. I really don't. Because it's, it's a weird context. Like, video game-wise, the rings were always just, just a thing to pick up. So, at least with Mario, like, if you're doing a Mario movie, go check out my panel pitch for Mario. <laughs> uh, plugity plug plug. 
at least in the context of Mario, it's like, okay, giant coins, that's currency. You can spend it on stuff. There's there's precedent for him collecting those and using them. But, like, you know, you could say that Sonic's rings are a currency, but in the games, at least, Sonic's life depends on his rings. Sometimes Mario gets life back by grabbing a coin, but mostly they're just a collectible currency for points. Um, but the rings, like... The, Sonic needs those to live. Like, if Sonic gets hurt in this movie, are a bunch of rings just going to fall out of his body? How's that going to work? Um, yeah, we saw Sonic. I'm glad that, at least from what we've seen already, they aren't doing any other characters. We haven't seen anything of, like, Tails or Knuckles, but, you know, you can only imagine what those things are going to look like. Shadow will probably be in the inevitable sequel, because this, mo this movie will make money just because it's a Sonic movie. Like, if you're a big Sonic fan... You're going to be angry, but you're going to go see this. Because you're like, I want to know how bad it is so I can talk about it. And if you're not a Sonic fan, you're going to see this just for the meme. Just because it's one, you know, two hour long meme. And you want to enjoy how horrible it is. Um, it's going to be a guilty pleasure of a movie. It's going to make the same kind of money Venom did for the same stupid reasons. Um, but yeah, James Marston is there because this man has no idea um, what, a, what a smart business... Uh... <laughs> James Marston is in this because his agent sucks, okay? <laughs> Like, let's all be real. When you're in, like, other than maybe Dischanted, I think James Morrison has a kind of a poor career. You know, at Cyclops, he did nothing in the X-Men movies. Um, as fucking, as Superman, he was just doing a Christopher Reeves impression. And then, what's the other thing he showed up in? Is it Enchanted or Dischanted? I like that movie. He's good in that because he's, he's literally just playing a cartoon character and it works. But, like, Hop... I don't know if you've ever seen Hop, but, like, that's a horrible James Marston appearance. Um, he's in this because they couldn't get Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, God, that's... N I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the fucking... The generic, oh, I'm just a white guy who's missing something in his life, and I don't know how I'm going to get it, whether it's the girl or some kind of job or, you know, he disappoints his parents too much and, you know, he doesn't know what to do with his life, but uh, don't worry, my friend... This CGI talking hedgehog and his superpowers, being with him is going to fill the hole in my life and I'll, I'll find meaning. Like I'll, like, I'll get to point A to point B thanks to this fucking rodent. <laughs> like, like goddamn, like, if, if you don't think that story trope is, is painfully dead, go watch Smurfs with Neil Patrick Harris. You're going you're gonna to feel the same thing. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean... I will say, the only thing about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that I am interested in, this is the reason I'm probably going to go see this, is because Jim Carrey is fucking back, dude. Like, I don't, I don't care if you're, you know, turned off by Jim Carrey's, like, comedic performance, but, like, I grew up with The Mask and, and Ace Ventura and The Cable Guy and, and me, myself, and Irene and Dumb and Dumber. Like, I grew up in the echelon of Jim Carrey comedy movies, okay, I, I love, like, old 90s Jim Carrey, there's so, like, I'll, like, I, <laughs> like, Batman and Robin hurts me, but, like, Batman Forever, with Jim Carrey as the Riddler, it's stupid, and I hate it, but I love Jim Carrey in that movie, like, l like, mid to late 90s Jim Carrey is an experience to watch, because you know what he's doing is stupid and cringy, and, like, anytime you show Jim Carrey to someone who hasn't watched him, 
you know, back in the 90s or whatever, who didn't grow up with Jim Carrey, they're probably not going to laugh. But you will because you, you, you know. You know at your core that it's stupid, but laughing is the only thing you can do. Like, I just, I love Jim Carrey so much when he's funny. Um, that being said, like, I like the, I, I love the Truman Show. I like that movie. But, like, I haven't seen any, like, his weird, like, the number 23. I haven't seen that one where he's, he's like, a German detective or some bullshit. Um, but I just, I love, I just love Jim Carrey when he's funny. He's so great. I love seeing him, like, up, like show up in other movies that aren't necessarily about him. I like when he's, like, a, a side character, basically. Um, I can't think of a good example of that. But, like, I, I, I love older Jim Carrey. So, like, to see him as Dr. Robotnik basically just doing his Jim Carrey. Like, it sucks because Dr. Robotnik is, you know, at, at times he's a humorous character. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's hard to see him as Dr. Robotnik, but at the same time, it's like, oh, Jim Carrey, like, I get to see fucking horrible Sonic the Hedgehog and, like, 90s-ass Jim Carrey. It's like I'm, I'm going through a time loop right now. Um, but yeah, he's playing Dr. Robotnik. All of his robots are just, like, drones. <laughs> like, cars, like, cars and vans and, like, little, like, rovers and stuff. He has some more advanced robots later. Um, and we do see, at the very, at the very end of the trailer... Um, they show Jim Carrey bald with, like, the big, um, bushy mustache and the goggles. Kind of like the classic Dr. Eggman Robotnik look. Um, I think they did that because a picture leaked out of that image. Um, I'm kind of excited for that look because I'm wondering how he gets there. It's either going to be something stupid like contact with Sonic's, like, super fast electric quills, like, zaps him and, like, all his hair falls out and his mustache gets all wild and that's why he looks that way. I'm kind of hoping it's a series of, <laughs> funny enough, I'm hoping it's a series of unfortunate events where every time Dr. Robotnik tries to catch Sonic, something goes wrong, like he loses his hair, or he gets electrified so his mustache poofs out, or his eyes get, like, damaged really harshly so he has to wear goggles. Like, I just hope over the course of the movie, he becomes more like Dr. Robotnik. And then, like, an after credit scene of him eating a bunch, like, <laughs> him failing to catch Sonic... So he's miserable, eats a bunch of food, is now egg-shaped. You know what I mean? Like, I just want that to be a process of Sonic destroying this man's life um, without really any intention of doing it. Um, but yeah, it's hard to see Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, but, like, he is going to chew up this movie. For me, he's going to steal this movie. If I walk out of this movie and I'm disappointed about, you know, everything, the one thing I'm not going to be disappointed by is probably going to be Jim Carrey's performance. Um... But yeah, that's that's where I'm at with this movie. I'm really I don't want it to exist, but if it's gonna exist, I want to at least enjoy the parts of it that appeal to me. Um, I don't know. I, I'm by the time of Detective Pikachu, I think I'm gonna try to do like a Pokemon movie pitch in the same universe as Detective Pikachu. Um, I'm still trying to work on a sequel to my Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, so so when Sonic comes out, maybe maybe I'll have some kind of panel pitch surrounding that. Um, I probably will review it just just for the fun of it. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with the Sonic movie. Uh, this has been Raffi Rambles. Uh, Avengers Endgame review will be coming soon. And uh, thanks for following and, and listening, guys. I hope you have a great day. And uh, go fast. Bye-bye.